Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. You can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham is spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn, simply Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat at BigMeach41. And thanks to my producer, the Honorable Stu Holt. I am on TikTok at Alex Meacham41. With that being said, I'd like to bring in my guy, my producer, the Honorable Stu Holt. What's going on, Stu? What's going on, Meach? Nothing. That was a cool little, hey, what's going you on? You like that? You like that? <laughs> in my head, I was like, which one should I do? Which one? <laughs> that's the R&B. That's the, that's uh, the, how you doing, ladies? Uh, <laughs> this is Stu Holt coming. So you, you got me on this whole TikTok thing. Now, I haven't taken advantage of it. I just started friending some people. Or following people on TikTok recently. So that means at some point shortly, there will be some TikTok videos. Maybe me dancing a little bit, doing some videos of who knows what. Yes. We have to prep for that, Stu. This is a big ordeal. Well, you have to prep. You know, you, <laughs> you just got to prepare yourself. Keep doing your stretches. I know you be doing the yoga. I do. Hot See? yoga on Fridays. There you go. There Practice you go. yoga That's Cincinnati on Beachmont. Good. Great place. Great people there. I need to start going. You should. Shout out uh, my instructor, Kristen. She's a great yoga instructor. And it's great, Stu. It would be great for your flexibility. And funny that we're talking about yoga because, you know, if you think about almost 10 years ago, yoga would never exist in the world of basketball. Mm. Fast forward to 2020, you see guys like LeBron James doing yoga before games. The Bearcat basketball team. You can see there's been pictures of them on Instagram doing yoga as a team. It has become a very valuable thing because nowadays, if you're an athlete, there's a couple things that need to happen. You know, you need to have mental preparation. So a lot more players are meditating. You hear about Shaquille O'Neal. He was such a bad, you know, poor free throw shooter. They actually took him through a course where he had to meditate and visualize having success making the free throws. Now I don't know if that. Well, that I don't ever, know if you want to say that. I didn't really make well, it look good. <laughs> but 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 didn't true. Work. That didn't cut. Yeah, that didn't work with him. But it was something that became a thing mm-hmm. in the NBA for more players to meditate and visualize things, and then. You look at the skill work, a lot more players are doing skill work in the gym, putting in that time. The traction on their shoes are worn down. Right, Stu? Very good. That's right. And and now, um, mobility. Um, you look at LeBron James, he spends $1.5 million a year mm-hmm. on his body, simply so that he can play 17-plus years. Right. And see, that's it's crazy because I was just with one of my players Yesterday, and tell them you coach at. I coach at One of the Hills, One of the Hills High School. Um, be my eighth year. It's crazy. You've been coaching eight years. Isn't that crazy? Wow, you look like you just finished playing. Right, like last I know. Year. I know. Eight years. It's crazy. It's crazy. But congratulations. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But I was just telling him, um, you gotta start 
paying more attention to your body, man. A lot mm-hmm. of times these kids, they stretch for two, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, do a couple of stationary stretches and think that they're ready to play. I'm like, you may think that's cool right now. You may think that it's helping you right now. But two months from now, in the middle of the season, you're going to start feeling it. Probably even sooner than that. No question. Right? So if you want to last longer, longevity, what you see with LeBron, and I brought LeBron up, I brought uh, yoga up and all that stuff. I was telling him, like, hey, man, you really got to start doing these things. And for years, Stu, I don't think it was a cool thing for male athletes to do what appears to be a middle-aged woman's right. workout. Yep. And now that you've got high-level athletes like a LeBron James or Chris Paul, yep. um, those type of guys doing it, now you're going to see a young wave of players, Tyler Hero and others of that younger generation are now doing it. So it's going to kind of become a um, – I think a staple within our sport that three levels are going to happen with young players. That is more emphasis on the mental, mm-hmm. also on the physical skill stuff, which is very, very important. And then, you know, thirdly, that not and not in a, in a particular order, but thirdly, you know, your body and how you uh, work on mobility and the stretching and the in the yoga. So, yeah. Um, that's just it's just a trickle down. Once the high level NBA guys oh, yeah. make it cool, then it trickles down to college, and then it gets. It's just like the um, what are those the the um, the long compression um, tights? You mm-hmm. know, when the NBA guys started doing that, yeah, then it trickled to the college, mm-hmm. and then all the high school kids were wearing the long compression, and now the short shorts. Yeah, that's what I say the short shorts. It used to be like, oh, why are your shorts so so yeah. short or tight? Now it's like that's the thing. Now now it's uh, why is it so long? You know, oh, so, no question. Well, yeah. if you go back and look at my pictures uh, when I played at Roger Bacon High School and before, mm-hmm. um, we were fighting over who could get the longest pair of shorts. Wow. And yeah, and it was like we did not want the short shorts. Yeah. Now I've I've got kids that are like six five in my AU program going, Hey man, can I get you you got some smalls? Some extra smalls. Smalls? Like <laughs> bro, what what? Man, I need, man, my, my thigh game is tough, man. I've been working on my thighs. I gotta get man, you okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm like I I, so I always tell our players, what you do now. Is this going to become a throwback Thursday picture? Where you're looking like, like, where you're like, what was I doing, man? That was so cool. You know, I look at my throwback Thursday pics. Mm -hmm. I had the, you know, I had the hair going. I had dye in my hair, lines in there, crazy beards. At that time, you thought you was killing it. I man, you couldn't tell me (laughs) nothing. I was this. I was Uh, the other member of NSYNC, Kid and Play. I was doing it big. Wow. Speaking yeah. of doing it big, Stu, um, you and I, along with our uh, our good friend Colin, good. who's joined the team, mm-hmm. uh, we've uh, got a couple things uh, that we want to talk about, one of which we've already talked about, uh, but want to give some folks some updates, our Walk of a Lifetime, the audio version, which I'm very, very excited about, which is uh, set for release in December sometime. Mm-hmm. We're still working through that uh, process. So my book, Walk of a Lifetime, came out in uh, 2000. So this year is the 20th anniversary of my book, Walk of a Lifetime, kind of detailing my story of, of basketball and um, playing basketball for the University of Cincinnati. Some great stories behind the scenes. And um, me, you, and uh, uh, Jay, uh, Thomas, who now lives in Los Angeles, we're kind of just sitting around talking, and it was like, man, it's the 20th anniversary from the book. You got to do something special. 
and that's when the idea of doing the audiobook actually came about and it's uh turned into a fun process we started that in july and um, I finished recording all my parts. I had uh, my mother and father record, my brother record their parts as well. Uh, we got a couple other things we got to finish up in uh, December. People need to be ready and prepared for Walk of a Lifetime, the audio version. Very good. It's Very been a, good. been a fun process. For sure. Now, one, one promotion thing we're going to do, um, you and I, you actually came up with a name for this, and I love this, and I, I hate to give everything away, but I got to give this away, but... Uh, one of the promotion things we're going to do is um, we're going to kind of go back through my journey that I detail in the book, but I'm actually going to go back to the places, um, the gyms, the outdoor courts, the mm-hmm. schools that I used to play at and, and take some pictures and videos. And you said uh, this promotion is going to be called Retracing, Retracing the, the Steps. steps. Good. <laughs> good. And, and for those that don't know, it fits in perfectly with walk of a lifetime because throughout the entire book there's a theme that bleeds and that's the walking theme um, so you see steps and walking and all that um, as a centerpiece of the entire book so retracing the steps I thought was brilliant Stu mm-hmm. so that's kudos to you so I'm excited about that the other thing that I'm really really excited about we're actually recording this podcast here today uh, it's November 15th this is going to release uh, this coming Wednesday the 18th Um, But we just finished recording um, a video, and we're going to have a series of uh, interviews that will be coming out every other Monday starting November 23rd, going all the way until the last Monday in March. And the concept behind this was to look at greater Cincinnati area. So Cincinnati, northern Kentucky, and look at the, the, I think, the great basketball we have in our area. And take a look at not only the boys players but also the girls players and look at um, you know it, it we talked about taking 10 players so boys girls northern Kentucky Cincinnati and interview each one but the interview is not your typical interview mm. uh, Stu you want to take the lead on 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 what we do because you helped come up with this this name so go ahead i'll let you so take it how much are we giving away right now are we are we what are we doing (laughs) Uh, let's let's go ahead let's go ahead because this is going to release november 18th and then our first episode is going to release 23rd as long as we just don't say who our first person is i think we're fine but i think the, the the idea behind the concept good so the concept is um like 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 alex said talking to different players, interviewing them, but in a different way. And so athletes always have certain items that they carry with them, right? Certain things that they want to keep in their bag, right? In their gym bag. They might be a different type of bag, right? But every athlete has certain things in their bag. So it's called what's in your bag. Good. (laughs) Good. Very good. Very good. Now, that also goes with uh, a term that's a term that athletes use for different moves on the court that they may make. Right. Like what moves do you have in your bag? Yep. So now it plays with that as well. So plan, it's plan what's in your bag. Right. And so we have three items, right, that we ask each person to bring, right? And one of them has to be a pair of shoes. Right. And so each item has a story behind it. And that's how we make the interview happen. 
You did a great job. I appreciate it. That is that is it in a nutshell. I think the story I think we do need to tell is how we came up with the name, What's in Your Bag. Good. You know, it's so interesting. Sometimes um, everything just, it sits in front of you and you don't see it. Mm. It's right there. Yeah. And in this case, we were trying to come up with a name for this interview series, um, something that was kind of catchy, modern, play on words, a little deeper than maybe what it just initially appears to be. And mm-hmm. um I don't I don't remember the specifics, mm-hmm. Stu, but we had mentioned like, you know, in your bag. And yeah. I'm like, well, there it is. There it is. It's <laughs> and, and and the beauty of this too is the three items they bring in actually unveils the story of their journey and who mm-hmm. they are. Not only as a basketball player, but a person. And yeah. I think they're gonna be some human interest stories also. Um, that will be featured in this just besides someone being an excellent player like the first player that we interview is a division one was a high school player now but um, has signed to play division one basketball and we'll have plenty of those but we're also going to have players that just have great human interest stories Mm -hmm. and like you said the great thing is if you were to talk to any athlete and talk to them about items that they value as important each one of them has shoes mm-hmm. or jerseys or rings or whatever it might be beats headphones yeah. or music they listen to and the other thing too that i think is great about this is when these players come in and i interview them um, i don't know what's in their bag i'm seeing it for the first time mm. so this is nothing that's scripted this is really improv yeah you know it's like okay why'd you pick these shoes What's the what's the story behind these? What's the big game? Um, I think it's a brilliant uh, concept. I think probably even more importantly, it's great for, I think, the young players in our area. And this is no offense, and I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but I think our, our area, our two states, our bordering states with, with um, Ohio and Kentucky, I don't think we do a good enough job of telling the story of um, athletes mm-hmm. and their journey. Yeah. Um, secondly, football gets a lot of attention in our area, rightfully so, because so many of the players from our area go on to play Division One, playing the NFL. I get that, but we've had so many tremendous basketball players come out of this area that I feel don't get the attention they deserve. So, my my hope is that. Our, our our segment here will, will get some of these kids some more attention and, and kind of highlight their journey. And also, just think if you're, you know, Colin, if you're an athlete coming up and you watch one of these and you take something from this and apply it to yourself, maybe something that one of the players that we've interviewed inspires you to start doing what they do and you hear in their journey, um, that's a plus plus. Mm. Um, that's what I'm really really excited about no so doubt. i i want to make sure that that high school basketball gets promoted more for sure in our area do you agree that it doesn't get enough i agree for sure it definitely doesn't get enough um attention uh, as it should um definitely definitely is a there's a need for it for and, sure and Stu, think about this there are two players in the nba right now darius basley yep. and jackson and jackson hayes, hayes yeah they played here in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Princeton High School, and Moeller. Yeah. I still don't feel like they 
have gotten enough attention. I agree. You look at those bubble games, and Darius Baisley, he was getting some good time. Mm-hmm. He looked good out there. He's stronger, playing more confident. Obviously, CP3 has kind of taken him under his wing and helped him. Jackson Hayes has so much potential. He's playing alongside, I think, one of the future stars in the NBA and Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, that's kind of – their stories are kind of, you know, a backstory sometimes. So, uh, we're not going to let that happen anymore. Nope. And I want to thank you, Stu, and thank you, Colin, for uh, being a part of this. Um, another update I want to give here real quick is uh, the podcast and what we're looking at for the uh, the next month. Um, actually, the end of this month and then also uh, next month. So this will release on November 18th. Um, next, the following week, November 25th, uh, we will be releasing my interview with Bearcat great Steve Sanders. I'm really excited for this interview. Um, I've already done it, and I wanted to do it kind of early. November 25th is when we're releasing it, and that is actually the 31st anniversary of the shot that Steve Sanders made in the corner to beat Minnesota, which was the home opener for the Shoemaker Center Fifth Third Arena, um, which, gosh, if you go back and look at it, Bearcat basketball really took took off and went to the next level with what was happening in that arena. Bob Huggins is the head coach, and Steve Sanders was a big part of, I think, that next generation of Bearcat hoops. So it's a wonderful interview because Steve talks about his time playing for the Bearcats, um, some of his struggles, some of his successes, what it was like being on that first team that Hugs ever had. Um, and Steve's a great, he's not only a great person, but he's a great storyteller. So it's always easy when you have someone that could tell some great stories and articulate, you know, what they were going through. Mm-hmm. So November 25th, Steve Sanders interview will release. Um, and then we're going to release two more interviews, uh, podcast in December, uh, December 2nd, December 9th. Uh, we'll definitely have, uh, hopefully interviews at that point, um, also the 16th. So I'm, I'm not sure how we're going to release that. It also depends on, which I'll get into in a little bit, the Bearcats basketball schedule, which hasn't been released, um, what they're going to do with games. So you know, if they're playing games at that point um, or getting ready to, we'll probably preview some of those games. If not, we'll, we'll finish up with some interviews. So after December 16th, we're going to take a break. Um, on December 23rd and December 30th for the rest of the year. Uh, return back to podcasting on January 6th. Give everybody a little Christmas break, a little time to kind of chill out. So with that being said, I want to jump into um, something I'm excited about, um, and that's going to be talking about this 2020-2021 men's basketball roster for the University of Cincinnati. And here, here's, the, here's the cool thing about this. There hasn't been a lot of um, media attention regarding how the new players are doing. Um, how the team's doing because of the whole COVID situation. A lot of people aren't allowed to get in the gym. The Bearcats haven't just honestly practiced a lot. You know, Coach Brandon, I've talked to him several times, and he just hasn't had the amount of time with his guys as he has in the past. So some of the information that I'm giving you right now, um, no one's really heard about these new guys. So I've got some some information. It's It's both – it's a little bit of things that I've seen, um, things that I know – 
uh, about these players. So I want to dive into uh, to that. Um, the first player I want to talk about, which I think a lot of Bearcat fans are really excited about, um, and that is David, i got to get this name right, DeJulius. Uh, he's a transfer from Michigan, and he transferred, I believe he was originally recruited by David Beeline, uh, Coach Beeline, and then uh, Coach Howard, Juwan Howard came in, and then he transferred out. I'm not sure if he didn't vibe with um, Howard or what. I'm not sure on that situation, but um, from, from my understanding, when he jumped into the uh, portal, he was definitely a player that the the Bearcat coaching staff was after right away. Um, some of the things that you, you know Bearcat fans need to know about David, um, he's extremely fast, basket to basket. Um, he plays very hard, um, an extremely smart player. So let, let's put all that together in one. Got a guy that plays fast, basket to basket, um, plays hard, and is an intelligent, high IQ kid. Um, and, and I've heard this before. I've heard that, you know, he plays hard like Chris McNeil played hard. Like, I know Bearcat fans, Chris McNeil lost his confidence at, at some point during the season and just didn't kind of get things together. And I think a lot of that was was based on his jump shot where he lost some confidence. But um, you know, Chris always played hard. And I remember watching Chris in the in the early preseason, and I was like, man, this kid plays so hard. And he was making shots early um, in preseason, so his confidence was high. I think you'll see the same thing with David, um, just as far as his ability to, to, to have an infectious energy. <clears throat> I also think there's a little bit of Justin Jennifer um, there from a standpoint of um, he brings a lot to the table for them. You remember Justin Jennifer and Bearcat fans, don't forget this. His last season, he did a lot of great things for the Bearcat uh, basketball team. Let's not forget that. Justin Jennifer really, you know, came a long way um, his senior year. But there's there's one thing that's that makes David different. I think he can do it all. Um, can shoot the basketball, can can penetrate and pitch, um, plays really good defense controls the game, and you can count on him. So am I overhyping David a little bit? I hope not, um, but I'm, I'm giving you all the feedback that I've gotten, some things that I've seen. I think David will be your starting point guard for this uh, Bearcat basketball team. I'm excited to see him lead this team. And, and, you know, one thing I think with college basketball now, it's so important to have good guard play. Gosh, the game of basketball has changed so much over just even the last five years. Uh, guard play is, is so very important, and David brings an element that um, I think brings a lot of these pieces together and moves some players to some different positions that are going to help make them successful. Uh, the next player I want to I want to get into is uh, Zach Harvey. Now, many of you all um, are familiar with Zach Harvey from uh, last year, 6'5". Um, and in... The, the thing with Zach is he's a big confidence guy. And I think – I don't think we've seen the best of Zach Harvey yet. Obviously, he's still young, but we, we haven't even seen some of the glimpses of how good he can be. Now, he's battled some injuries. Um, hopefully, he can get through some of those injuries and he's healthy this year. Um, thankfully, you know, he's got some time. He's going to be here wearing a Bearcat uniform for the years to come. But – um, he, he's so very skilled going to the basket. 
Um, but I do worry about Zach's um, injuries and him getting healthy. Hopefully early on, um, if it's a case where he's still a little bit banged up, um, recovering from some stuff, that he takes some time. You know, he's not maybe playing as much, and I don't want Bearcat fans to read into that thinking, oh, Zach Harvey's not getting it done. Um, it may, may be a case of him getting healthy. Or it could be a case where he's healthy uh, come, you know, December when they start playing or whenever they start playing. Um, Zach Harvey's potential is um, is very, very high. I think he could be a great Bearcat, um, a very memorable Bearcat. Um, but like, like I said, right now, because I think partly of it is his age too, but he's a confidence guy. He's got to have that confidence. He needs reps. He needs – I think confidence comes – confidence can come a lot of different ways in the game of basketball. Um, confidence can come from you spending hours in the gym on your own getting reps and shots up and then getting into a game and feeling confident to shoot that shot or make that move because you've practiced it hundreds to thousands of times. And then when you do that move that you've practiced hundreds and thousands of times and you have success in a game, that then leads to confidence. So – in essence, Zach needs um, you know, reps in a game where he's having some successes and also he has some failures and he's got to go back to the, the drawing board and he goes back in the kitchen um, and, and works on his craft. So I'm very excited for, for Zach's um, potential. And when I think about Zach Harvey, I don't necessarily think about, oh, he's going to be great this year. I think about that senior year and what all he can bring to the table. Um, and that's a great segue into a senior who I think has to be a leader for this Bearcat basketball team, and that's Keith Williams. Um, Keith Williams brings something to this team that you just don't find every day, and that's elite athleticism. I mean, this dude is – I mean, he's just – just the way he's physically built is, is not normal. You know, that's, that's genetics – and he's worked at it as well. So you mix in the, having the genetics and then working at being um, skilled, strong. And Keith Williams has always been a work in progress, I think, just getting his skills down, getting his mental. I think for Keith, it's been more mental than anything. Like, he can make a move, rise up, and shoot over anybody. But when do you do that? When's a good shot? When's a great shot? Learning those different nuances of the game is really what makes what separates you from good and great. Um, but the biggest improvement that he has to make, and I believe we're going to see that this season, is leadership. Um, he's got to lead the team. And there are different ways you can lead. When I played Bobby Brannon, Bobby Brannon was an unbelievable leader by example. He got to the gym before everyone, and he was always last to leave. Kenyon Martin was an excellent vocal leader. And in some ways, Kenyon would lead by fear in that if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, I'm going to let you know. Uh, Dewan Baker, who I played with, was an excellent leader. And he was a very positive person. He would pick you up if you'd fall down. He would tell you the things you did great that day to make you, make you want to come back and keep working at it. Um, so... Keith has to kind of find his mix of being a leader. He's got to lead by example, putting in that work. He's got to lead by, um, you know, there are a lot of nice guys on this team. 
Somebody's got to be the bad guy at times. Keith's from Brooklyn, New York. He, some of that Brooklyn's got to come out. He's got to be an asshole at some point. Um, but he's also got to pick up those teammates. When Zach Harvey might put his head down from missing a couple shots, he's got to say, hey, you're going to make this next one, bro. That's what Dewan Baker used to be. So Keith, in my opinion, could be and should be a mixture of Bobby Brandon, um, Kenyon Martin, and Dewan Baker from a leadership standpoint, taking bits and pieces of what they do and applying that to this Bearcat basketball team. And I think, as, as we a lot of us know, Keith's a great scorer. And when you look at this Bearcat roster, he is the best scorer on the team. Um, but him getting a better feel for, for an all-around game is going to be vital for this team's elite success. You know, Keith's ability to score, when to score, when to pass, becoming a better passer. And then you know, look back last year with Jaron Cumberland, um, you can say what you want about Jaron's season was up and down, but, man, Jaron can really pass the basketball. Um, and hopefully Keith took some things away from that last year and applies that to his game this season. Uh, the next player I want to jump into, um, and you'll definitely notice him when he's on his court, on the court, and that is uh, Mike Saunders with, with that hair. The blonde, I don't know what, this like fireworks coming out of his hair. Uh, I first saw him um, on the AAU circuit. He's from uh, Indianapolis, and I saw him. Uh, my AAU team was playing, and he was getting ready to play. My AAU team finished playing up. I was watch. I don't, I don't coach any of our AAU teams, but I was watching our team play, and uh, the game was finishing up, and I saw Mike over there. I knew he was a Bearcat commit, and I kind of went over, and I said, hey, Mike, want to introduce myself. You know, I played for the Bearcats, and he kind of looked at me like I was crazy because <laughs> he didn't he didn't know me, and he was like, what? what? You played for the Bearcats? And I was like, yeah, I played, and kind of gave him a rundown. And he started loosening up. He was like, oh, okay, cool. And I said, hey, man, looking forward to uh, seeing you. I'll be at some practices and uh, look forward to watching you play. And uh, so I'm now, fast forward to now, I'm, I'm very excited to watch him play. He will be the fastest player on this roster um, as far as you know, we talk about David uh, the Julius being fast, uh, Mike Saunders is faster. Um, he's so fast attacking the rim. But what Mike has to learn, and this is this is not like exclusive to Mike. This is kind of a freshman thing. He's got to learn to use that to his advantage. Um, and use it the right way. So it's one thing, you know, sometimes when you're a freshman and you're fast, you just kind of attack the rim and just drive and throw whatever up at the rim. You've got to learn to finesse those moves and when to attack, when to use that speed, and learn that you have two to three gears that you need to shift between. And once you can start figuring out when to shift, when to go full, when to slow up, change pace and you got to learn the college game to to learn that. and there's a physicality to the college game that mike really hasn't seen yet you can play the highest level of high school basketball you can play the highest level of au basketball but until you get to college and you play that speed and physicality it's really tough to understand and it takes some time to get used to that now, mike will and um he'll definitely be um, he'll be a fun player, an exciting player for Bearcat fans. Just because I think he's got a good personality. His hair is going to be bouncing around. There'll be people in the student section with those little blonde wigs, like you know, like his hair. It's just it's going to be just one of those those fun things. 
Um, <clears throat> I think his success also will will happen with with his I mean and when I say success I mean over the years uh, with his ability to shoot the basketball well so his improvement shooting the basketball from the three-point line and once again Mike's going to be a guy like uh, like a Chris McNeil where you know you you sometimes you need to make shots to have confidence in other areas of your game you know like Chris when he started missing shots you know kind of sometimes it would affect other areas of your game uh, Chris always played hard always tried to to play solid defense but in other areas he got affected where I think you know Mike's got to make sure that missing shots doesn't dictate your 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 confidence in other areas of your game um, so as we're talking about which I think is a really fun freshman class that coach Brandon has brought in um, I want to jump into another freshman who I think a lot of Bearcat fans are anxious to see um, highly recruited uh, Tari Eason and with Tari I think you're going to find a guy he's 6'8 he's a west coast kid 215 um, you're going to find a kid that has a tremendous amount of talent that has an, a, I mean a, a passion for the game um, and what sometimes is a person's gift can also be their curse you know when I was playing with the Bearcats you know, Reuben Patterson was a guy who played with a tremendous amount of passion, and that was his gift. It also was his curse at times because his passion um, caused him to sometimes resist coaching. Now, Reuben got over that and improved in that area, but not initially. He resisted coaching, and passion sometimes, you know, would, would get in the way. Um, and, and, and Tari's a, a lot like that from a standpoint of the passion will, will take over. And sometimes there'll be a resisting of coaching and that will come. That's that's a freshman thing. And he'll, he'll get over that. Um, the other area and we've seen this over years, over the years, and that is um, improving your strength and getting stronger. Um, he's coming in at 6'8", 215 pounds. I guarantee you that's going to change. And to be the type of player I think he wants to be and the Bearcats want him to be, he's going to have to get in the weight room and get stronger. And once you – there's one thing about that weight room that brings out a, a level of confidence on the court, man. You just feel like you belong. You feel like nobody can stop you. When, you, when, you're, when you've worked at your physical in the weight room – and you step on that court and you look at the guy who's guarding you and you're stronger than him, there's a level of confidence with that that's that's pretty strong. And uh, we're going to see that, I think, with Tari over over the years. But he, he's going to be a player that um, there's going to be some frustrations with him. There's going to be some ups and downs. And it's purely going to be because he's so talented and we see the potential in him. Um, but once again, I think an exciting uh, freshman class um, that's that's has come into the University of Cincinnati. Um, the, the next player I want to jump into who has got to be a fan favorite, that's Mamadou. Um, I, I think he exists with one name, Mamadou. Do. Like, you don't even need to say anything else. Uh, what a personality, a great kid. Um, and apparently a great cook, which I haven't had any of his food yet, and I told him I got to try some of this food. Uh, he's a redshirt junior, 
Um, and I'm excited for that because, uh, you know, he's got two more years, this year and next year. So um, he's got some time to continue to improve. And we're slowly watching Mamadou start to turn a corner. you got to understand, you know, Mamadou, unlike some of these other guys from the States, Mamadou just hasn't had the basketball experience of some other guys. So he's still learning a lot of things, a lot of small nuances with the game. And he's learning as he plays. Um, Mamadou right now is playing with a lot more confidence than he's ever had. Um, and depending on matchups and the teams they're playing, you know, Mamadou could play a lot. He could start, play a lot of minutes. There may be times that matchups, you know, have him only playing 20-some minutes opposed to 30-plus. Um, but I think as he starts to build that confidence, more comfort, comfort levels with Coach Brandon in the system, you know, Mamadou's just going to be, a, a, I think, a, a staple in the program. And especially I'm looking forward to watching Mamadou his senior year. And, and you know, hopefully he gets to that point where he just doesn't come off the court. Um, <clears throat> now, going into a, a guard, and I've got to apologize about this, uh, Micah Adams-Woods, um, a sophomore from New York, uh, 6'3", 185 pounds. Um, last year, I did make a mistake during my podcast. I said that I felt, after watching some of the preseason stuff, that Micah would be a guard. I, I At that time, I didn't feel like he was going to play a lot. I thought there were guys in front of him that just brought more to the table at that time. I felt like Micah was going to be a kid that come sophomore year, junior year, you were starting to see this kid and what he could do. And uh, boy, was I wrong. Um, Micah, when given the opportunities, really took advantage of that of those opportunities. And with Chris, you know, McNeil losing some confidence and Micah kind of stepping in, he provided something that the, the the Bearcat basketball team really, really needed. And I think Micah could be a starter on this basketball team this year. I think we'll see him play uh, a lot more two-guard um, with David running one. Um, but Micah's just really solid. He's just a solid basketball player. And as a sophomore, man, we have a lot to be excited about over the next couple years, having Micah Adams-Woods wearing a Bearcat uniform. Next player I want to get into is another sophomore. Um, man, this kid's got personality. He's got energy. He's one of those kids that uh, if you're on the other team, you get sick of him. But he's a kid that if he's on your team, you love him. And that's Jeremiah Davenport, sophomore from Moeller High School here in Cincinnati. Uh, Jeremiah battled some injuries um, last year. Um, overcame some things regarding those injuries. Um, and, and the thing about Jeremiah is he plays so hard. He has so much energy. If you watched him last year, there were times where he would get a big rebound, he'd get a stop, he'd jump up, he's clapping, he's screaming and yelling. And that's really good for – it's infectious for the team. It's good for other guys who might be worried about themselves at the time or thinking about the shot they just missed and they're seeing Jeremiah going crazy over, jump, you know, diving on the floor, creating a jump ball. And you need a kid like that. And Jeremiah provides that. I, I feel like he could be that spark in big games when you play like a Xavier or you play Louisville. I don't think we're playing Louisville this year, but in the future when we play Louisville, those big games, he's that guy you need that when players are nervous, he creates that energy that kind of it kind of breaks that ice. Um, Jeremiah definitely can shoot the basketball. 
Um, I look for Jeremiah to play some more three this season. Um, I think he played a little bit uh, more on the four uh, last season, if I remember correctly. But I could see him being shifted and playing a lot more three. And he's he's going to have to get adjusted to that. And I think the adjustment's going to come from playing the three uh, the adjustment will be guarding perimeter players. That's going to be key for him. He's got to be able to guard the perimeter players that in some ways will be smaller and a little quicker and um, savvy with, with making moves. But Jeremiah's got to use that six seven, you know, body and that long wingspan to you know, make up for that. So excited for the energy that uh, Jeremiah Davenport's going to bring um, as a sophomore to this basketball team. And if you notice, I mean, all these kids that I'm talking about, they bring something different to the table. So there's so much diversity in game with this roster that I'm that I'm really excited about for this season. Uh, the next player I want to jump into is the grad transfer student. Um, now I'm I'm gonna attempt the name. Well they call him Rap. Rap up okay, I'm I'm sorry. Rap Rapolis of, okay, I, I give up. I'm going to have to meet him and, and get his name down. But Rap, we're just going to call him Rap. He he have a great rap name, just Rap. So, <laughs> or maybe his whole name would be a great rap name, Rappos Ivanovsk. I'm sure there's a Bearcat fan out there that can, I'm sure somebody's going to tweet me and tell me I'm, I should know how to say this, but... Um, and keep in mind, I haven't been able to go to a practice really because of uh, COVID-19. I haven't been able to go and meet a lot of the guys. But um, as we know, Rap is a smart player, um, and I'm so I'm so excited that he's that he's on this team, and we're not playing Colgate. And you know, when we played him at Colgate, you know, this this dude uh, can really flat out shoot the basketball. Uh, Rap is going to bring that shooting that the Bearcat basketball program desperately needs. And if there was a knock on Mick Cronin, it's not recruiting shooters. Uh, Rap can shoot the basketball. He's a great teammate. High, high basketball IQ. He is a Euro type of player. He's a European player. 6'10", 235. Um, I could see him starting at the four position for this Bearcat team, being able to step out, hit that three. He's going to make all the right plays. Um, you know, he's going to pick and pop, uh, you know, just a very European type of game, which if you really look at where our, our game of basketball is going, his game translates very well. And he's going to bring a dynamic to this team that can really, really help. Uh, so, I would say that definitely Rap is top three player that I'm anxious to watch play in this Bearcat basketball program. Uh, next player I want to talk about is uh, Victor. Uh, Victor Lachin. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, I could, it could be Lachin. I, I, I'm not totally sure, um, but he's from Russia. Uh, 6'11", big kid, 228. Um, I'm not sure what his situation is going to be. I know that he had knee surgery. I'm not sure if he's playing uh, this season or if they determined that yet or how far along he is um, into that process of rehabilitation. Um, but if you look at what this what this Bearcat basketball team has, um, no offense to him. I know he's a freshman. It might be a good idea to redshirt, uh, kind of like Mamadou did, and um, you know get an extra year. 
Um, so I don't know much about him, um, and I'm, I'm not sure about where he is right now, um, let alone even if I knew some things re- regarding his injury. I don't want to give any of that information away. Um, you know, the Bearcat uh, basketball program and athletic department needs to be the first to, to release any of that information. Um, so from one big man to the next, from, from Victor to uh, Chris, big Chris uh, vote, um, <clears throat> 71260 uh, transfer came over with coach Brandon. Uh, I remember when uh, Chris transferred over, um, real skinny kid, and a lot of people didn't think he could play, wouldn't contribute to, you know, you get to a point in the season where Chris is one of the most important pieces to the team. It's like you got to throw Chris the ball. Throw Chris the basketball, whether he turns the score or not, throw Chris the ball. Um, a lot of people didn't think that would happen if you watched him at the start of the season. He really worked, worked at getting stronger, worked on his game. He had a comfort level with, with Coach Brandon. I know this offseason he, um, he uh, put his name in the draft, which I think is great for these players. I know Bearcat fans were like, good draft for what? He's not good enough. But you know what? It's really good, I think, for these kids to do that so they can get an honest assessment of their game and come back and work on those things and improve. And then hopefully in the future improve uh, their draft status um, if, if that's where they're going to land. Um, so with, with, with Chris, um, I, I think there are a couple things in, in play with Chris for this coming season. Fantastic kid, by the way. One, just absolutely one of the nicest kids. Um, which again is a gift and a curse. Um, he's so nice. He cannot be nice on the court. Um, he has to be mean on the basketball court. Chris has to also decide that he wants to be great. He can't decide he wants to be good on December 18th. I'm just making that day up if they play that day. He can't say, oh, I'm going to be good that game. He has to decide he wants to be great and dominant every single game. And I know a point of emphasis this offseason for the Bearcat basketball coaching staff, in particular for Chris, is helping Chris become a better passer out of the post because you've got to throw the basketball to a big guy down there. You know, you create double teams, and if he's got single coverage, he can turn and score. He's capable of doing that. So... I think was I think the emphasis was helping Chris become a better passer, identify where you need to pass, where the double team's coming from. And I think through that, that makes them a better basketball team because if you dump it down to Chris, and he's not a selfish kid, you dump it to him, you see the double team coming off Keith Williams, which would be dumb if somebody did that, then you kick it to Keith. you got to see where it's coming from. But you got to have your head on a swivel. That's easier said than done. It's practice reps. It's game repetition. So Chris is a constant work in progress in terms of that. I think once you see that, you'll see the improvement of Chris throughout the course of the season. So the better he can pass out of the post, the more, I think, the more improvement you will see with Chris as a player and also the team. Um <clears throat> I guess the other million-dollar question is, can Chris play in the NBA? Um, I think that's yet to be determined. I think this season it will be – it's going to be interesting to see how much he's improved and how much he took that data that they gave him and he applied that to his off-season training. Knowing the type of kid Chris is, I think he understands it and has applied it. So 
I'm interested to see him, you know, do that in the game. I think there's no question he could play in Europe. He'll be an overseas player and play and make money playing basketball um, after this season. The question is, can he play in the league, the NBA, the highest league in the world? Um, and, and that's going to come down to, you know, his ability. You know, you look at some of the big men now. Big men are are not the centerpiece of the game anymore at that level. Um, so he has to do a lot of different things to make him very valuable to a basketball team, um, rebounding the basketball, contesting shots at the basket, um, you know, clogging up the middle. There are a lot of different things that he can bring to the table. Um, that you know, He's a high-character guy, uh, very coachable. There are just a lot of things that he brings to the table in his size. Um, to make him very attractive to an NBA team. He'll be brought in for a lot of NBA workouts. You can best believe that. Um, and hopefully he lands in a good position. But more importantly, right now, hopefully he has a great senior year. Uh, let's jump into the twins. Um, uh, Mason Madsen and Gabe Madsen uh, from Minnesota. The twins very interesting because they're 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 two different types of players. Um, you know, you look at Gabe. Gabe's I think more of a natural scorer. Um, Mason can absolutely both of them can shoot the ball really well. Mason can absolutely shoot the basketball, and I think he's most likely a he'll play two. He'll, he'll be a two guard type of guy. I think where Mason struggles at and where he may not get a lot of minutes this season. He struggles with guarding the ball, and I think he's, he's trying to improve in that area. But I think based on the structure of this particular roster and Mason being a freshman, some of his deficiencies guarding the basketball, I think um, he won't play as much this season um, and kind of be a work in progress for the, for the future. Um, I definitely think he could um, be an effective player for the Bearcats for sure. His ability to shoot the basketball uh, will be huge. But – Hey, I was totally wrong on Mike Adams-Woods last year, so you never know. Mason might strike some confidence and, and, and be shooting the basketball really well, and he can stretch that defense, so you never know. Um, now, I can see his brother Gabe. Um, Gabe's the one with the longer hair, um, kind of like the surfer, the surfer look there. Um, extremely nice kid. Um, he does need to get a mean streak about him, especially at the college level. You've got to have some sort of mean streak to you. Um, Gabe's a knockdown shooter. Uh, he's a wing guy, natural scorer, like I said earlier. Um, and he's getting better at guarding the basketball. And I think he has probably because um, of his natural scoring ability, I think he has a better chance of playing more minutes than Mason right now. So, But I think both um, Gabe and Mason will, will have a future in the Bearcat basketball program um, and, and, and definitely become integral parts, especially with their ability to shoot the basketball. And as we know, the game of basketball is, is changing drastically, and you've got to be able to knock down shots. And we see that in NCAA tournament. That's bit us in the butt before, um, not making shots. Um, and lastly, I've got to say this. You know I'm excited about this. There is a three-headed monster on the Bearcat basketball roster. That three-headed monster is Adam, Rob, and Sam. And I would say it's the three best walk-ons in America. I'm going to take these three walk-ons against any walk-ons in America. 
Um, Adam, tremendous kid. Rob, tremendous kid. Sam, um, I've known, I've known Sam Martin since he was, gosh, maybe ten years old. Uh, father, longtime coach, still coaching at Summit Country Day. Uh, Sam, a super high academic kid, uh, great program kid. Actually, a really, really good basketball player. Sometimes people don't think walk-ons are very good. Sam's a hell of a basketball player. Um, but I, I'm taking those three against anybody in the country. And no, no offense to my all my buddies out there that are walk-ons. Uh, the two walk-ons I know really well at Wichita State, uh, Jacob and Bryson. Shout out those guys. But I'm taking my Bearcat, the three-headed monster, uh, walk-ons over anybody. So that rounds out the uh, Bearcat roster for 2021. And uh, I just kind of wanted to dive into that. And I know a lot of Bearcat fans don't know much about these guys, haven't had a chance to see them very much. And who knows when the season's going to start. There's an uptick of COVID-19 in our area. Um, there are rumors that uh, Governor DeWine's going to shut things down. Um, you know, I know some high schools are starting to shut down their programs and not starting up until after January. Um, Halloween, I guess, um, there were a lot of Halloween parties around the tri-state area, and, and th that was a cause. That was part of the cause of this uptick of COVID-19. And you worry about this because you've got Thanksgiving coming and uh, Christmas, and those are usually large gathering times. And, you know, how are you going to tell a family not to get together? You never know. So there could be some, some more outbreaks and a spike. Who knows when this vaccine is going to come and, and, and going to get, you know, people taking out. I don't see that happening right now, but um, who knows when this season's going to start. It could start in December sometime. Um, it could start in January. Um, who knows? Let's, let's really hope for the best that no matter when it is, it's safe. We can slowly start getting some fans back in the arena. And most importantly, these 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 young men are out playing basketball. And so hopefully my hope is that by, you know, the start of the year um, that the season starts. If, if we got to shut it down till then to get things right, I'm perfectly fine with that. In January, we get rocking and rolling or whatever it is. So as long as we're safe and we can we can get a season in. So I'm excited for this Bearcat basketball team, not only for this season, but gosh, for the future, man. Coach Brandon is is getting it done. And the more and more I spend time with Coach Brandon, I become more and more impressed with his his business plan for this program. And I want to say one more thing before we wrap this up. You've got to look at this. The Bearcat football team, man, Coach Fickle is not only getting it done on the field, the Bearcat football team is undefeated, moving up in the rankings. Man, the recruiting world, he is absolutely killing it. And to think, I think we have the same thing with Coach Brandon. Like, I think he's going to kill it on the court, and he's also going to kill it with recruiting. And what a, what a beautiful thing if we can see Bearcat football and Bearcat basketball in the top ten, maybe the top five consistently for a couple years. It very well could happen. Trust me. Um, the hope is that we can keep a coach like Fickle for for a while. I know some of these programs are going to be firing their coaches here soon, and um, seven, eight, ten million dollars is going to be thrown in uh, Luke Fickle's face. And I learned years ago, uh, money talks at that level. I learned that with Sean Miller, who's uh, was at Xavier and was offered that job at Arizona. And money talks, um, that generational wealth. 
So um, my hope is that maybe Luke has um, basically, you know, parked that van here in Cincinnati and decides to stay for a while and build something unique. Um, let's all hope that it's a Cincinnati's a wonderful place to live, raise a family, to coach. And there's one thing I will say about Cincinnati Bearcat Athletics is uh, once we love you, we always will love you. Look at Hugs. Hugs is still a rock star in this town. Um, Luke Fickle could be that and more. Um, there could be a Luke Fickle statue if he stays and keeps building what he's building and potentially bring a national championship in football uh, to this area. Um, I expect the same thing from Coach Brandon. He's so smart. He works so hard. Got a great young staff. Um, he's going to do an excellent job. So that's my update right now. Um, I hope to be back uh, with, with more updates with a season and games being played. Gosh, knock on wood, keep our fingers crossed, do a rain dance, whatever whatever you got to do, do it. I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. You can find me on social media. Once again, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn under just Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat at BigMeach41. And Stu Holtz got me dancing on TikTok, as we've talked about before many times, at Alex Meacham 41. Look forward to those TikToks. And also make sure you're, you're checking for, and I'll, we'll, we'll put out some more information regarding the um, audio version of my book, Walk of a Lifetime, and our What's in Your Bag segment, um, basically highlighting area, greater Cincinnati basketball players, both, both, both boys and girls, excuse me. So I'm very, very excited for, for those two things and to continue this podcast. And I also want to say this real quick before I jump off. I want to thank all the Bearcat fans and whoever out there has listened to the podcast. We're close to reaching, we'll be reaching soon, by the end of this year, about 60,000 hits um, of people listening to the podcast. So that's, uh, that makes me smile. Um, and I don't think it's me. It's it's it, it speaks to the Bearcat fan base that love our student athletes, past and present and future. So once again, I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats! <laughs>